And that's where we're going to be getting the recording for tonight's live show. If you didn't come out to the actual live show, you missed out because I've been on fire for like an hour and 20 minutes just talking about all kinds of wonderful genital-related stuff. I think maybe there was some Satanism in there. Uh, I think there was also a little bit of gratitude, but uh, you didn't make it out to the live show, so you don't get any of that. Instead, what you get is a fantastic show with just a little bit of mic moving towards my face. (laughs) I could have prepared during that last hour and a half, I guess, but why would I do that? Instead, we're going to get right into the show tonight. I hope everybody is having a good time. I hope everybody's been enjoying the podcast recently. We are uh, almost done with season one. That is very exciting for me. I always like putting projects to bed, and I hope that you've been enjoying them as well. If you haven't been hearing the updates and you are not on Patreon, then you're probably wondering just a little bit about my voice. So just real quickly before we get into it any further, I promise I'm not putting on a voice right now, at least not any more than I usually do because I'm vain and I want to sound pretty for the microphone, baby. Uh, but what's happened is, is I've just uh, been going through some treatments and a new round of medication here uh, in June, and it's got me feeling really, really good. And that's the update. Uh, a lot of people want to get into the intrinsics of it. They want to get right up my asshole and ask me all kinds of questions like, how exactly does medication make a voice deeper? And all I can say to you is, listen, other erotic artists out there trying to copy my shit and get a sexier voice, you you back off. That's my secret. I'm not going to tell anybody about my magical black market throatotomy. That's not happening. Back off, bucko. <laughs> I thought about doing that. I thought about doing a whole bit about where I talked about how I got a, I went to Mexico and I got a black market throatotomy. Like I was going to come up with a better name, obviously. And that's why I, that's why I sound different, right? And uh, I thought about doing that. And I, I got like 90 seconds into writing this before I was like, now hold on. Someone's actually going to believe it. And then someone's going to die. Because there's, there's no chance that someone goes to Mexico and is all like, Hey, man, let me give you a bunch of money and then you cut my throat open. And they'll be like, okay. You took the bus. <laughs> Whatever you say, dude, let's go. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into the specifics because it's medicine and it's healing and you don't like talking about that stuff either. But that's what's going on. Uh, Besides that, I'm feeling very, very good. I'm feeling very, very free. Uh, Thank you to everybody out there who sent well wishes and support and has been enjoying Season 1 and has let me know. Uh, I do appreciate it and you very, very much. That's really all I have to say at the beginning, so now it's time for me to say other things. It's time for me to say the things that you want me to say. It's time for quick quotes, where if you give me something to say in quotation marks... I will be more than happy to go ahead and regale you with my reading and interpretation of it. You put in quotation marks, and then whatever it is you want me to say, I say it for you if you come out live. If you're listening to this on the recording, I'm always curious, how does that feel for you? I don't know if I would do it if I were in your shoes. I think if you're listening, you're a sucker for me, and you need to come out to a live show and have me say your name. So I can turn you into a little beet. I can turn you into a little ripe little radish. 
just waiting uh, after all of that talking myself up, just waiting for women to actually put some things in for me to say. <laughs> Good girls. Come back to bed, kitten. Daddy is waiting. Oh, does kitten need some attention? Baby girl, lay your head on my chest while I stroke your hair. Deep breaths. You're going to do great today. Your face is so red. I didn't think I could get it to that chain. <clears throat> I see you shivering with Antissa. Patient. Welcome to my manor, little miss. Relax, and let me see what I want to see. You don't decide what I want to see. I decide what to see. Shut the fuck up! You wouldn't want to get caught, now would you? <clears throat> You're going to regret that! You are such a good girl, Breezy. You can do better than that, Damien. Look into my eyes as I make you come. I think you have very nice lips. I want to see you rub them all over my cock. Ooh, talkative crowd tonight. I love it. Let's keep it going. Crowd's in a great mood because I put them in a great mood. Some of them showed up that way, but the rest of them, they owe me. I dragged them right into it. <clears throat> I lashed them into a good mood. A lot of people just kind of barely made it through their Fridays and shambled into the show, just straight up galooped into their seats. Uh-uh. Not on Daddy's watch. And I put some jump and jive into them like I'm Brian Seltzer circa 2002. There we go. Keep quiet and don't move. You wouldn't want to disappoint Daddy, would you? <laughs> no gag reflex. Good girl. Now suck my cock. Oh, that's right, little girl. Play with yourself for Daddy. Your pussy. My mouth. Multiple orgasms. Any questions? What? You thought this was over? Stop pulling away. Daddy's not finished licking your sweet little girl pussy. <laughs> oh, yes. You're little to me. I can hold both your wrists in one hand and lift your whole body with the other. 
You're so wet, princess. Such a naughty little thing. Now, get on your knees. <laughs> well, how you doing, you pretty little thing? <clears throat> I want to come on your tongue, and you're going to give it to me, aren't you, baby girl? Mm. Yes. Yes, you fucking are. All right, girls, we're finishing up. We're closing up the quick quotes. If you haven't said anything tonight, or you are brand new, feel free to go ahead and put it out there. If it's your first show, or you haven't said anything tonight, if you have said something, please go ahead and reserve it for the new girls or the girls who have not gone before. Thank you so much as we wind on down. The beast wants out. It wants you to take it. Are you ready? God, you did so well tonight, kitten. Come here, and let me hold you. Daddy kisses for all the babies. I think we've got one last one here, and then we'll move on to the next segment. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for coming out again, Insane Unicorn. <clears throat> Come on, little girl. Tell Daddy that you want him to kiss your princess parts. <laughs> and that was a fun one to say for last. Okay. Since you all like them so much, just a few more kisses. Uh, I think what I am going to be capable of doing eventually, at least with some of you, is just straight uh, oscillating my vocal cords and having that reverberation just drive you nuts. Maybe even make some of you just come. Just that... I think that I can get a couple of you. I think especially if you're wearing headphones or what have you, you can really you can really feel it. And if I work on that, uh, who knows what I'll be able to get out of it. But oh, baby girl, can't you just imagine this voice right at your pussy? Just getting ready to lick you and eat you all up. Speaking directly into your clit before I fasten my lips on it and suck. <laughs> I don't know. It's new. We haven't, we haven't really experimented with it yet, but uh, we'll play with it. We'll play with it. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> okay. On to the readings tonight, but first, should we get a lip for ticks? Wow. Holy crap. A link for tips? Wow. Wow, that was not intentional. I'm blushing a little bit. I'm going to need to reset. What did I say? A, a lip for tinks, I believe is what I said, which I'm pretty sure is a hate crime. I'm pretty sure if you said that around a bunch of gay men that you'd get your ass beat. <laughs> Can I get a lip for tinks? 
a tip. Wow, a link for tips. A lip, a lip for tinks. Wow, that's the that's the most that's the craziest one I've done in a long time. Whoo! <laughs> I swear, Ossifer, I haven't had anything to drink. Oh my goodness. <sighs> okay, here we go. When you're on my mind, when you're in my thoughts, I have a stream of pleasure, a yearning, this wonderful desire for you. I crave your sweet body, your soft lips kissing me, caressing my body. I desire your love, I desire your sexiness, I want to feel your touch. When you touch my breasts and hold me tightly, close against your chest, fulfill my desires, ease my craving, pleasure me and consume me. My sweet love, my sexy beast, I desire you. I Desire You by Chelsea Zaya's Avatar. I'm glad you guys are having fun. I'm having a great time, too. <clears throat> I think we may have done this one before. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you about mine. Meanwhile. The world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. Wild Geese by Mary Oliver <clears throat> Bring me your pain, love. Spread it out like fine rugs, silk sashes, warm eggs, cinnamon, and cloves in burlap sacks. Show me the detail, the intricate embroidery on the collar, tiny shell buttons, the hem stitched the way that you were taught, pricking just a thread, almost invisible. Unclasp it like jewels, the gold still hot from your body. Empty your basket of figs, spill your wine. The hard nugget of pain, I would suck it, cradling on my tongue like the slick seed of pomegranate. I would lift it tenderly as a great animal might carry a small one in the private cave of their mouth. Basket of Figs by Ellen Bass. <clears throat> A lot of very tender poems tonight. <clears throat> if you were a painting... Uh-oh. 
Apologies, one more time. Your lips, your eyes, your soul are like a work of art. The most creative thing of all is your beautiful heart. If you were a painting, no colors could express the beauty deep inside you, a rainbow, nothing less. If you were a sculpture of clay, could hardly make your figure of an angel without one mistake. If you were a euphony, no choir could really sing all the beautiful music your eyes could possibly bring. So here I am, an artist with inspiration beyond belief. But to capture such rare beauty, I'd have to be a thief. Beauty by Zalta S. Steer <clears throat> The moon came to me last night with a sweet question. She said, the sun has been faithful lover for millions of years. Whenever I offer my body to him, brilliant light pours out from his heart. Thousands then notice my happiness and delight in pointing toward my beauty. Hafiz, is it true our destiny is to turn into light itself? And I replied, Dear moon, now that your love is maturing, we need to sit together, close like this more often, so that I might instruct you how to become who you are. Faithful Lover Hafiz by Daniel Landaski The night is silver in its silence. Moon-pop echoes of the day ranked up rubble of the hours spent. My children slumber. A thousand tomorrows bubbling at their lips. The dream projections lightening up the clouds. Ample cotton. Relish the silence as you will relish tomorrow. And the honesty of such raccuous noise. Thick child's feet at our unfeathered breasts. Beasts we cherish. Hallway run. Sprints to smash the mash of food. Tumbling. Rolling right into these arms. Charmed in their amnesia regarding one begins or ends. Reminds us of this joy. Of the first steps and the storm after the holler. Mama see. Mama, watch, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Thunder on a hardwood, heartbeat, this soul and counted rhythm, every generation a temporal fugitive, running from the death grip, everyone's death ships watches yesterday, we weren't meant to make it through. Relish the memory ingrained in the sound of how these tiny, tiny feet grip the floor. Say tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll make you tomorrow. Pitter-Patter by Heidi Andrea Restrepo Rhodes <clears throat> Heidi Andrea Restrepo Rhodes <laughs> oh, You girls are very sweet. <clears throat> Take that thing that happened to you. 
Open it like a concealed rose. Hold it up to the nose of someone else. Let them tell you that you still smell sweet. So sweet. Let the person who loves you pluck petals of the goalie of your wound. Let her shave them into points and sail them back into your heart like paper airplanes. For the first at the center of your pulse is what you have always been made Despite your fingers being tipped and thorned, use them now to shred the sheets, shred the night. No one needs to sleep under that much cover or that much polite. Slit the sky. Let the gods fall out, the ones who could have let that thing happen in the first place. Catch them in your pockets. Catch them in your chest. Put the God back in your chest, God after God after God, until you know yourself again. Repeat. Take the rose, that one of your flesh wounds around. Open it, and open it, and open it. Toss bits of your scar into the air like goddamned wedding rice or bird seed. Let some of them sprout into so much green, green new day, that it makes your shins hurt with how much you want to run forward. And meet the world without all those red whorls, all those scars, all those stuck stitches in your side. And we, we will marvel at your silhouette. We will say, my, 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 doesn't she run? like an unflowering. My, 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 by Tara Hardy. A lot of poems about rebirth and all that kind of amazing stuff. We've got one last poem here. Hope you guys have enjoyed the poetry segment of this week. All of the poems have been brought to you by you, fans that came out to the show or sent them to one of uh, the moderators in the server or myself through DM. I have a great time reading them each and every week. Come on out sometime. Bring me your poems. I want to read them. <clears throat> Here we go. Last poem. If no swan descends in a blinding glare of plumage, drumming the air with deafening wings, if the earth doesn't tremble and rivers don't tumble uphill, if my mother's crystal vase doesn't shatter, and no extinct species are sighted anew, and leaves of the city trees don't applaud as you zing me to the moon, starry terrace cascading down my shoulders, and if we stay right here on our aging Simon's beauty rest, dumped into the sag in the middle, that's okay. You don't need to strew rose petals in the bath or set a band of votive candles flickering around the rim. You don't need to invent a thrilling new position, two dragonflies mating on the wing. Honey, you don't even have to wash up after work. A little sweat and sunscreen won't bother me. Take off your boots, babe. Swing your thigh over mine. I like it when you do the same old thing in the same old way. And then a few kisses, easy, loose, like the ones we've been kissing for a hundred years. Ordinary Sex 
by Ellen Bass. All right, guys, thank you very, very, very much for all of that. We've got one little piece of prose here, and then we're going to get right into the smut. <clears throat> to Miss Arabella Hunt by William Congrave. Dear Madame, not believe that I love you. You cannot pretend to be so incredulous. If you don't believe my tongue, consult my eyes. Consult your own. You will find yours that they have their charms by mine that I have a heart which feel them. Recall to mind what happened last night. That at least was a lover's kiss. Its eagerness, its fierceness, its warmth express the god its parents. But oh, the sweetness, its melting softness expressed him more. With trembling in my limbs and fevers in my soul, I ravished it. Convulsions, panting, murmurings, shrewd the mighty disorder within me, the mighty disorder increased by it. And for those dear lips shot through my heart and through my bleeding vitals, delicious poison, and an unvoidless but yet charming ruin. What cannot a day produce? The night before I thought myself a happy man in want of nothing, and in fairness expectation of fortune approved of by men, of wit, and applauded by others, please, nay charmed with my friends, and then, my dearest friends, sensible of every delicate pleasure, in their turns possessing all. But love, almighty love, seems in a moment to have removed me from its prestigious distance, and every object but you alone. In the midst of crowds I remain in solitude. Nothing but you can lay hold of my mind, and that can lay hold of nothing but you. I appear transported to some foreign desert with you. Oh, that I were really thus transported where, abundantly supplied with everything in thee, I might live out an age in uninterrupted ecstasy. The scene of the world's great stage seems suddenly and sadly changed. Unlovely objects are all around me, excepting thee. The charms of all the world appear to be translated to thee. Thus it is said, but, oh, too pleasing state, my soul can fix upon nothing but thee. Thee, in contemplate, admires, adores, nay, depends on, trusts on you alone. And if you and hope forsake it, despair and endless misery attend it. Once again, that is To Miss Arabella Hunt by William Congreve. I think he really wanted to get some. I'm just going to be real honest with you guys before I read into the first bit of smut. I've never felt that way about anyone. 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 
ever. Never felt that way at all about anyone. Is it going to happen for me? Or does that just never happen for some people? Do some people just walk around and they're like, oh, she's great. I really like hanging out with her. She's fantastic. (laughs) Yes, but are you going to write her a letter where you talk about the stars and desert islands? No, probably not. I'll probably I'll probably send her a couple of text messages that are very witty. <laughs> I'll probably tell her that she's my favorite person to hang out with in all the whole world. <laughs> but no, there's no there's none of that at the beginning, and there's no Trent Reznor songs after it's over. Not for me. How about you guys? All right, we're just keeping it loose and even as we move right into this moment. <clears throat> Leaving the restaurant and walking to the car, Daddy told me he riddles that he... One more time. Apologies. Caught me off guard. Leaving the restaurant and walking to the car, Daddy told me he riddles... One more time. My dyslexia is really uh, acting up on this for some reason. This is why we need to post things into Pacemen. Pacemen. Everybody loves that Pacemen. It's got a font that's good for dyslexics. Here we go. I'm, I'm adjusting. Leaving the restaurant and walking to the car, Daddy told her riddles that had both of them laughing hard. The cool evening air was invigorating, smelling a freshness. They rounded the corner of the brick building, whispering conspiratorially about the passerby's gaudy garb and pressed into a narrow walkway toward the parking lot. Just room for two abreast and darker than the night. The heavy buildings blocked out streetlights a long, slim, short cut she wouldn't have dared walk alone. Just as her pupils accommodated the dark, her smile fell away from her lips, and she saw them. Daddy did, too, because he stopped with her in an iron grip on her shoulder, making her grimace as her fingers dug in. They stood there a moment while the scene played out in the backlit distance. Two figures, black silhouettes, were busy at the other end. What seemed to be a woman kneeling, paying homage to her partner's pelvis in lurid movements. Riveted, she watched his arms ending at her head, where he held her against his wildly bucking hips. Guiltily enthralled by witnessing such wanton lust, she backed slowly closer to Daddy, grateful for the cloak of night he had and her shame at staring. Hunting primal groans echoed from the couple's image hazily before her, soft sounds really mainly his moans, so painful-sounding, peppered with her sounds, muffled moans of feminine pitch. Daddy's hands began to turn away from her, from the sight to face him. She wanted to see more, but flushed hot in humiliation at the idea of resisting his hands as he turned her completely away from the rutting passion. Looking up, she saw him staring deep into her eyes, his hands in his pants, pockets with an enigmatic smile. Swallowing a burst of questions, she realized now was not the time. They stood silent. He stared in calm assessment. She didn't understand and aborted many false starts at whispering. She stood 
eyes locked by his. Her skin began to crawl in the open look he had. Muted, she roamed a thousand times he might be thinking. Her hair stood on end when it came to her, flooding, rushing in with clarity. Oh, sweet Jesus, no. He wouldn't think that. His look never wavered or changed. Her gut wound in spinning knots. I can't. He wouldn't want. The denial was a short-lived one. His smooth, close stare confirmed it was more than her own dirty thoughts. He actually waited for it. Oh, dear God, like them, to kneel like the animals that seemed to have quieted. Her lips parted to plead no as her knees turned watery. He watched her in silent assessment. The word never came. Instead, she tried to figure out how. How could she even cross the vastness of kneeling, here, now, like this? She couldn't. Her eyes said she would. She felt the resignation molding her into the act. Then he smiled and kissed her brow, turning her, shoving lightly forward, propelling her shocked towards the empty end of the walkway, where, when legs feeling weak and watery, she walked towards the light at the tunnel, seeming to end. Stunned, she wondered briefly, did any of it all happen? Daddy moved briskly till she nearly ran to keep next to him, scared by his urgent pace, but seeing that he was still okay, his hand engulfed hers in loving possession. Opening the car door, he bundled her in and went to get on his side very quickly. So fast, in fact, she never saw him opening his pants. The streetlight illuminated his erection as she sat looking straight ahead at the shadowed parking lot. His hand deftly opened the seat belt she'd just fastened, and his hand cupped her head as he turned her towards him. Now work, my little one. Feed on. Daddy, in a calm but roughened voice, never forcing, merely moving her along into his lap, she lowered trance-like home to his cock she lived to answer to. Her mouth opened up to fill with man-taste, salvating, sucking. The wet noises assaulted her ears as she made them along with his meaty cock. Starved, she fed on Daddy deeper into his tight throat wretched. Suck, little cocksucker. More. Hard, smooth strokes, cocksucker. My good cocksucker. Yes, you're daddy's cocksucker, aren't you? His voice caressed her, becoming husky and urgent, just like the tense bulb of dick she worked on eagerly. That's it. That's daddy's cocksucking girl. You will always be daddy's little cocksucker. You will be daddy's best face fuck toy. His proud, encouraging tones contrasted in her head with the humiliating truth he crooned. Hand gripped the nape of her neck as her hair slowly aided her pace. Then began driving force and bobbing her head. That's it, daddy. That's it, baby. Take daddy's cock till you have his cum in your hungry cock-sucker throat. That's a good girl. The mantra sinking in her head as a motivational truth, he hissed low, sunk daddy's cock. 
his hips thrust heedlessly on her need to breathe and swallow. She fought to keep her teeth covered and had not to choke to begin to come. Daddy's cocksucker. Yes, yes, baby girl. The last words, as he started groaning, pumping up all the load through his dick to feed her. Balls tight, fist tight, strokes tight. He rifled up into her mouth, and she swallowed, her throat twisting tighter on the knob as she did, grunting with effort as she took every bit she could. She was shaking and coming, ravenously sucking Daddy clean as she came beside him hearing him breathe raspy, his hand still on her neck. That is BDSM Daddy's Sex Story, The Alley, by Colleen on the site BDSM Cafe. Oh, yeah. And that's definitely time for a uh, a link for tips. I'm so careful not to say it again. We've got two more smutty stories, so we're not done tonight. But you definitely need to tip me. Listen to how good I sound. Listen to how much I deserve a pizza since I've eaten so good all week. Listen to how amazing I am. You guys got to throw some money in there. Bring some friends. You guys have been telling friends and coming out and, and all the rest. And for that, I deeply appreciate you. But also pay me. Also pay me. Oh, my God. Thank you. That's my pitch. I don't know how to do it, right? Like two years ago, it'd be like, Okay, there's a tip show, guys. You can pay me. And now I go over the top. Now I, like, really dig in on it and all the rest of them. And I, I, I still don't know how to do it. I'm still figuring this part of it out. This is where some of you will assure me. But I want to say, I acknowledge that I don't quite have this part of it down yet. And I'm so looking forward to when I do. Like, eventually, I think there's just going to have to be a gong or something. And I just, dong, stretch my arms out. The sex god has gonged. Pay him, bitches. Pay him. Pay him. Pay him. It'll work, right? I've been watching Handmaiden's Tale to try and get some ideas on how to get women to hustle for you. Like, I know that's not the idea of Handmaid's Tale, but, like, that's what I've been watching it for. Like, how to get women to work other women for you uh, is mostly what I'm in it for. And, like, at the live shows, that's exactly what I want. I just, like, I want volunteers who just give the rest of the women dirty look. Like, they're on their phones like they're tipping me. And then they're, like, they just look around like, ah, 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 at all the rest of you. <laughs> well, I, I have to extend the tip thing to get more of you to do it. And the more I say the word, the more of you do it. These are all things that I've read on the Internet, so they must be true, right? So I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get all that done. All right, we're almost done. We've got two more stories, and I'm only gonna beg for money one more time. Here we go. <clears throat> I email you and tell you where we're going to be tomorrow night. A local bar about halfway between our two apartments. A place with an older crowd and a band that plays most of the night. It's always very busy on Saturday. Both the upstairs and downstairs will be packed. I, I swear to Christ, we've done this one before. I've just got a feeling. I've just got a feeling. If this is the couple and they're flirting at the bar and then they end up married, I swear to Christ, we've done this one before. I feel it. 
I'll tell you what I'm going to be wearing and who I'll be with, where I'll likely be sitting. I send you a picture of a piece of jewelry I have on, a really bold and obvious necklace that will stand out. I tell you to come there if you want to and see if you can spot me, watch me for a while. If you don't like what you see, no harm, no foul. If you do, you can catch my arm as I walk by. I'll make a point of going to the bathroom every 20 minutes or so and just pretend like we're meeting for the first time. No one else will know we've planned it all out or that we've already been talking to each other for weeks. I posted an ad on a dating site titled Single White Female. Kink Curious. And out of all the responses I got, yours was the only one that got my attention. Funny. Sexy, intelligent, demanding in exactly the way that I've been needing. Bossy, but gentlemanly. Sexual, but not crude. You hadn't pushed to meet, but you had said you wanted to, anytime, anywhere. So, when I finally decided to throw caution to the wind, this busy bar at an innocent girl's night out seemed like a good way to do it. You come to the bar around the time I'd suggested, and you sit along the curved counter at a stool, looking at the tables. It's so loud, you can barely talk to the person next to you. You think of how ideal that is. If you spot me, you'll be able to lean over and whisper in my ear, and no one will be able to hear you. Eventually, you figure out where I am, up on the second floor, right along with the railing. From where you are sitting, you can see my table, a large group of women my age, obviously celebrating some kind of birthday or event. You watch for a while, and you can tell by the way I'm moving and talking that I have no idea you're here. After 10 or 15 minutes, you see me get up gesturing with my hands, obviously yelling, saying I'm going to the washroom, and I will be back in a few minutes. Once I'm standing where you can see me better, I'm wearing the necklace and the email, a dress that falls above my knees, black sheer stockings, black leather boots, hair down and wavy. Yes, you think. You do like what you see. I come down the stairs, still unselfconscious and obviously unaware that you've located me, and get off the stool and walk quickly, connecting with my path just as I'm on the verge of going down the hallway leading to the washrooms. You put your hands on my upper arm and squeeze, and when I look back, come face to face with you, you lean into my ear, putting your other hand around the small of my back. Hi, you say, and I can hear the glint of laughter in your voice. I found you. I'm speechless. Perhaps part of me had thought that you might not follow through on my idea to come find me. Perhaps I'm just surprised that you did find me and elected to stay. I'm just a normal, average woman, and not some sex spot. Most of all, I'm frozen because I know this is the line. The moment I can go one way and stop everything before or go the other way and see what happens. 
I'm also thinking of all the dirty fantasies I've confessed to you over the last few weeks of correspondence. It was so easy to say it all, telling you that I wanted to be blindfolded, restrained on the bed with silk ties, maybe even spanked, before we were before we even met. You continued whispering into my ear, Your friends are watching us right now. You say, chuckling, Should I give them something to gossip over? Your hand on my back slides down just slightly, so now it's at the upper curve of my ass, a few inches lower, and you'd practically be cupping my cheek in your hand. Oh, yeah, that made them go all a-flutter. They're wondering who I am and why I've stopped you. I finally find my voice. Oh, I wonder. You smile at me and laugh. <laughs> Good answer. Now, here's what I want you to do. Go ahead to the washroom, take this, and put it in your purse. You hand me a digital key card, the kind of key that hotels use. On the back is a yellow sticky note with the name of a nearby hotel and a room number written on it. When you're done in the washroom, go back up to your friends. Visit and chat and think about the key in your purse. In 20 minutes, if you decide you want to, catch a cab down. Meet me there. You lean back far enough to see my face. I'm blushing, wide-eyed, obviously excited, yet extremely hesitant. You lean back in. Listen, I know we talked about a lot of things, but we won't do anything you're not ready for. We don't have to do anything at all. But anything you are ready for, we'll do. All right. I nod, you release your gentle grip from my arm, smile, and turn back towards the bar, grabbing your jacket from your stool and then heading to the exit. As you've requested, I go back up to my friends, thinking about the key in my purse. I slowly sip on a drink, feeling that familiar achy pulse between my legs. Only now, it's more urgent, more real, more erotic, because I know that if I want to, I can do something about it. My friends notice I'm spacey and ask me what's wrong. Finally, I just say that I'm not feeling well. Something's been going on around me lately. Maybe I'm coming down with a flu and suggest that I'm going to go ahead. Someone offers to drive me home, and I say no, that's fine. I'll get a cab. No need for anyone else to leave. I stop in the bathroom on my way out, pull my panties off, and put them in my purse. Doing so makes me ten times more excited and ten times more terrified. Panties in my purse. There's no denying what my intent might be. I get out of the cab front and head down to the hotel indicated on the post-it note. When I arrive, I'm tempted to find a lobby washroom to fix my hair and calm down. But I decide I'm going to stop myself now. I may, my, I may just not make it up to the room. And I really want to make it up to the room. I use the key card to activate the elevator, go up to the right floor, and head down to the indicated room number. There's another post-it note under the door. C. Come in. I'll be right back.
I enter the room, simple, modern-looking, though it's hard to see it well because the lights are all off. There are two candles burning on the dresser. There's a small overnight bag on one of the armchairs, and your jacket draped over the other. I remove my jacket, lay it over the same chair, and sit on the foot of the bed, leaving my boots on. My heart is pounding. My mouth is dry. My hands are sweaty. I had mom's spaghetti. But the proof of whether to stay or go is between my legs. I'm getting wetter by the minute. And if I can feel my pulse echoing in my pussy, insistent and needy. I wait for what seems like ages. Five minutes, maybe ten. Finally, the door opens just enough to let yourself in while keeping the light from the hallway out. You approach the bed slowly and stop in front of me, facing me. I went for a walk, so you could come in. If you're going to come in at all, get comfortable, you say. I'm really glad you came. I'm very glad I came, too. I say nervously, haltingly. You put your hands on my either arm and say, Look up at me. I do, hesitantly, shyly, my nerves written all over my face. If you say stop at any time, I stop. If you say it in thirty seconds or an hour, I'll stop. Okay? Okay. I'm not joking. I need to know it doesn't matter when you say it. If you're uncomfortable, we stop, you repeat. I know. Until then, I'm going to assume you're enjoying yourself, and I'm going to make sure you're enjoying yourself. And if you think you're comfortable enough, I might, maybe, consider restraining you a little bit. My eyebrows pop up, but I don't look scared. If anything, I look more excited, the flush on my face rising higher and pinker now. Yes, you say. Good, you say. Then you lean down so we're face to face, push my hair back to one side, and slowly lean forward till your lips press to my neck below my ear, gently kissing up and down. You hear my sudden exhale and feel my knees widen a little. The space gives you room to stand a little closer. You move between my knees, leaning against the bed as you keep kissing at my neck. When your lips are close over my earlobe, I gasp then moan, and my legs open even further, spontaneously. Your hands still on my arms push back gently, encouraging me to lay back on the bed. So I do, and I inch myself a few feet further up the bed. Once settled, you crawl over me, returning your mouth to my ear, sucking in my earlobe, tongue flicking over it. I continue to gasp, unable to control myself. Under you, you feel my body start to move, my hips pressing up slightly like I'm looking for pressure against me. But you don't give it. You barely make contact with me at all, except for your mouth on my ear and neck. Eventually, you slide back down to the foot of the bed and stand. I think we can take a few of these things off. Your hand closes over my foot, finds the zipper on the inside of the thigh boot, and unzips it, then removes it and sets it aside. You repeat it on the other side, leaving me stocking-footed. Are these all the way up or lace-topped? 
You wonder more to yourself than me. You run your hands up my leg to the edge of the skirt and of the dress, and you push the skirt back until my upper thighs are exposed. Perfect. Lace topped. They can stay on. You say. Just then, you realize that my skirt has been pushed high enough, just barely, to catch the tiniest peak of my pussy. What with my legs already spread wide open? You jolt when you notice that I'm not wearing any panties, and though you wanted to go slow and take things one step at a time, you can't resist pushing the skirt a little higher to get a better look. In the low light of the candles, you can tell I'm already puffy with arousal, a tiny shimmer of wetness evident where my pussy lips meet, and you can smell me, smell how aroused I am, smell how wet I'm getting. And you're suddenly very, very hungry. You crawl back up over me. I think you're going to return to my neck, but instead you whisper in my ear, See, fuck. You smell incredible. I'm going to taste you. Okay? Because it's new to me, this entire situation you keep checking in like a gentling star like a gentle like gentling a startled horse. But now that I'm here, I'm more comfortable by the second, and I look at you, eyelids almost sleepy with lust, and nod, then smile a little smile. Yes, please. I say, and then I grin a little more, and I add, Sir, you feel your cock getting harder in your pants, and you need to taste me suddenly in urgent desperation. You slide back down, push on my inner thighs to spread me wider. I instinctively lift my knees up, pushing my feet flat on the bed, nearly parallel with my hips, so I'm open to you. I'm starting to move now, not even touch it. My hips roll and cur and curl. I'm moaning, starting to curse. You hear me whispering, fuck, 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 over and over under my breath. You kneel between my legs and drop your head down, pressing your tongue deep. As my pussy lips open to the pressure, your chin and nose are quickly covered in my wetness. And almost instantly, I start bucking under you. My thighs close tightly on your head. My hips grind up to meet your mouth and tongue. My fuck, fuck, fuck is getting louder and louder. You bring your hand up to quickly slide two fingers into me, your tongue lapping and sucking on my clit as I buck and roll under you. Your fingers slide in and out faster, your mouth clamped over me, and you can tell how wet I'm getting by the sounds I'm making that are not far from coming. In a moment, you feel my hands come down from your head, my thighs closing around you as I come hard, pushing my orgasm, ride, pulsing through me. Jesus Christ, I say, breathless, I lean up on my arms and look down at you, your face between my thighs, your lips and chin shiny from my pussy, and my mouth opens. You know exactly what I'm thinking, and you quickly climb over me, bringing your pussy-wet lips to my mouth, kissing me hard with the taste of me all over your face. I can feel your cock pressing against me, still inside your pants, and hook my legs around you to push myself hard against you while we kiss. Finally, 
You stop and pull away. You get back on your knees, looking down at me. I sit up and surprise you by putting my hands to your belt and unbuckling it, pulling your zipper down, chugging your pants down around your hips till they're loose at your knees. I pull your boxers down as well, careful to pull the elastic wide over your head so that your cock doesn't catch. I lean forward, take you into your, to my hand, and lick you across the top of your cock, catching a tiny taste of pre-cum along the way. I close my mouth around you, tongue swirling over the underside of your cock at the same time I suck you in deeper. I am easily overwhelmed by the sensation of being unable to breathe properly, but I love the way your cock feels going deeper past my lips. So I keep trying to go a little further each time. I reach down with my other hand and cup your balls, squeezing them gently as my mouth keeps sucking. You're still trying not to thrust hard into my mouth, even though you want to, badly. Actually, what you really want to do is bury your cock in my warm pussy before you can stop yourself from asking it. You blurt out. Let me tie you up. It's part statement, part question. Let me tie you up and fuck the hell out of you. I have no reason to know for sure if I can trust you other than gut instinct. But I nod and say yes. Get undressed and lay on your tummy. Lay flat. I do as you tell me, pulling off my dress first so I'm left just in stockings and bra. I lay flat on the bed, head turned to one side. You move to your overnight bag and dig around, and I realize you've come prepared for this. The realization gives me a jolt of both nerves and excitement, and I can feel my pussy still pulsing from your mouth begin to hum, my inner muscles squeezing involuntarily. You find what you're looking for and tie one hand to the upper corner of the bed and then the other hand to the other corner. When you're done, you put your hands on my hips and pull up, indicating that you want me to come to my knees. I keep my head flat, my arms spread out, my chest pressed onto the bed with my ass up in the air now. Later on, I'm going to take you over my knee and spank you properly. Right now, you just get a few. I feel your hands rubbing warm and smooth over my right ass cheek. Then suddenly, my hand is gone. Your hand is there. But a few seconds later, smack! and the sting of your palm radiates out over my skin. You feel this repeat on the other side, then back out to the first, back to the second. Do you like it, see? you ask. Yes, yes, yes. I'm nearly breathless, but coherent. You lean over, kiss one pink and ass cheek, and then the other, then smack each side one more time. Good. I like doing it to you. I like seeing your skin get pink. I like knowing it's making you wetter, you say. And then, as if to illustrate to me just how wet it is in fact making me, you slide two fingers back inside me. I can feel that I'm practically dripping now. Feel how easily your fingers stretch me. Feel how easily my body jumps when your knuckles graze over my clit on each inward thrust. You pull your fingers back out and come up 
up next to my head, still flat against the bed, and hold your fingers out towards me. I open my mouth up, look up at you, and you slide them into my mouth. I close my lips over your knuckles, lick, and suck the taste of me from your fingers, watching you the whole time, knowing that you enjoy watching me as much as I enjoy doing it. You pull your fingers out of my mouth and then stand back up next to the bed, finally shedding all of your clothes. Your cock is so hard that I can't stop looking at it, and you knowing that you'll be inside me soon. I want it so badly. Any question over good or bad is completely gone now. You walk around to the end of the bed. I can't see you now, but I can hear you moving and feel the bed heave under your weight as you get into position behind me. My instinct is to get up on my hands, to pull my head up, typical doggy style, but when I do, my arms are tugged back in and down by the ties on each wrist. I can't lift my head at all. I can only keep my ass up in the air and keep my head down on the mattress. I know you plan to go slower than this, to move slower than this, but now I don't want anything other than this, for you to fuck me hard, my arms held taut by the ropes. I want you to fuck my pussy and afterwards, if you want, my ass. The thought of it makes both parts of me clench and tighten, and you can see my ass sway a little, and my thighs squeeze. You pull your hands on my hips, and again, my in- and again, my instinct is to raise my hands, and I can't. The feeling is strange and nerve-wracking, but incredibly arousing. I can't control the situation and know that ultimately you could do whatever you wanted to me right now. One of your hands leaves my hips, and I realize that you've taken a hold of your own cock. I can feel the tip of it rub against my pussy lips up and down, pressing against my clit, and then back up, almost slipping into me, but not quite. The tease of it is killing me, feeling your hardness rubbing up and down this way, just slipping between my lips, but never all the way in. Fuck! Please! I beg! I swear! Hearing it, you can't resist any longer, and you slide your cockhead back up to the right spot. You push your hips forward in one steady thrust, burying yourself completely, balls tight to me. You stay like that, just in, letting me get used to the feel of your thickness. I feel your hand rub against my ass cheek, and then again, a quick light smack. It makes me jump. It makes my pussy clench. You can feel it tighten around you and you have to start thrusting, sliding halfway out and then back in again, 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 harder and harder and harder. The smack of the front of your hips against my ass audible each time your body connects. You can tell I'm close. You can press your fingertip to my ass and press in just a half inch but it's enough to make you go crazy. I'm coming hard, screaming, groaning, pussy tightening around you, and it's the first orgasm dies, the second one begins right on its heels, my pussy suddenly wetter, so wet you can hear the sound of your cock fucking in and out of me. As I come again, swearing, you feel yourself following, unloading into me, wave after wave, still thrusting, coming harder than you have in a long time.
Breathless now, you lean forward over me and can feel me quaking under you, muscles shaking and vibrating. Foxy, fuck. You say, moving to untie my wrists, kissing at them where the rope was tight, pulling me in close. You kiss my forehead. Are you okay? Was that okay? I look up at you, my hazy eyes finally clearing as though I'm shaking off the last of the final orgasm and grin. I say I'm great. I ask you if you'd like to go again. I laugh, but my eyes are serious, and my hand reaches to your nipple, the first one, and then the other, teasing a little to see that you might like this. Yes, definitely. Again, you say, laughing. And so we do. Loudly. Kink Curious by Carson March The lack of responses make me think that you guys enjoyed that story very much. <clears throat> For those of you at home, this entire chat was just rolling all night long. I put him in a good mood. I came out. I was my own hype man. Talked about stuff like dating. Talked about stuff like the cat. Screamed at the cat. The cat screamed at me. Everybody in this good mood. Chat really rolling. Started doing that story, and all of a sudden, things got real slow. It's very, very weird to me. I don't know. What's all that about? <laughs> I used to ask, like, at the end, like, okay, no shame, but everybody, if you did, you have to admit that you came tonight while listening. And I don't do that anymore, because I know that just about all of you do. <laughs> gotcha, 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 got you, and got you, and got you, and got you, and I'm going to get you. Oh, yes, I am. Just wait. It's going to happen. I'm going to get you, too. <laughs> Oh my goodness, nobody gives a shit, everybody's just, <laughs> everybody's just sitting around, okay, fine. Listen, pretty voice guy, you do one thing, and that's read the next sexy story, so make with it. We're not here to be entertained by you, Father Time, just get going. All right, all right, goodness. <clears throat> Sylvan suggested we head out to the country to the place where we used to meet in secret before we became proper lovers. Of course, there was no way, me too busy with my job to travel very far, and Sylvan writing his book. He had big ideas about what he can achieve in the small time we have together, so I mentioned somewhere closer to home that we don't need to spend the whole time traveling. Okay, he said. But I want it to be like when we first met. What do you mean? I want to finger you like we're teenagers again. At those words, he had me wet before I could even reply. I stuttered over the phone. Yes. I coughed and looked round to the others in my office as, they, as if they'd be able to hear what he was saying. Uh, that sounds good. He could clearly hear the tremble in my voice and began to tease me. What sounds good? He knew I had a thing for voyeurism and saying something like this in earshot of my colleagues. He knew it would be turning me on. Penelope, answer me. I cleared my throat and whispered, What you just said, 
knowing he would not accept it as a true response. Penelope, I'm waiting. I, <laughs> I want you to want me to want. Another quick glance around the office and I shifted my seat to ease my growing lust. Finger me. Oh, really? He said wickedly. I bet everyone could hear that, couldn't they? I bet they could all see your bright red cheeks and smell the delicious arousal coming from your wet cunt. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. He had me now. Possibly. I scanned the room again, probably looking shiftier than a street flasher. He was loving this. He would be hard, too. I could tell by the cadence in his voice, slightly gruffer than usual and straining, as if he fisted his hand around his shaft. I bet he had. I bet he was rubbing himself off already. Good. Now they'll know exactly what you've been up to in the ladies' room, won't they? It was my cue. I'll call you back. I said, hanging up and shuffling the things on my desk, quickly closing my laptop. I stood up and, as discreetly as I could, checked the back of my skirt to see if my dampness had spread through the way that I had imagined. If there was one thing about Sylvan, he really knew how to get me going. Like, really going. I stole through the loos and quickly locked myself in the furthest cubicle. I was so turned on I could hardly wait to press his number. My skirt was already up over my ass by the time the phone was ringing. Yes? It's me, I said unnecessarily. Are you somewhere that you can open up that sweet pussy of yours? Yes, I barely whispered. My breath was raspy and hot. Good. He said, loosen your blouse and pull down your bra. Oh, God, when he commands me to do these things, I'm a wreck. I clapped my phone to my ear in case I missed any instructions and unbuttoned my top with one hand. I cut my palm over the sheer bra to feel my beaded nipples straining to be released. I teased myself a little before tugging the bra down over the sensitive knot of flesh that sent a shot of electricity, uh, of electricity straight to my pussy. My left nipple was free, but it was a bit awkward to sort out the other one. Sylvan must have heard me struggling. Hurry up, he growled. I want those pretty titties on show for me before you get my attention. I freed the right one quickly, savoring the way my blouse dragged across it. My nipples were so hard now, it was almost painful, and I wished he was here to suck on them, draw them into his hot mouth, and suckle me, swirl his tongue around them. Are you on show? Yes. I clumsily held the phone to my ear with my shoulder, mindful of my neck bending too hard, and my breath mirrored my effort. What's going on? Sylvan asked, sounding a little frustrated. Nothing. I'm just trying to get to my phone. I shuffled around again, worried my mobile might slip out and fall into the toilet. Hang on a bit. I turned around and took the phone out of the crook of my neck and put it on the cistern facing me while I shut the toilet seat and hauled my skirt, which had slipped back over my buttocks. 
It was all rather sweaty and a little bit of a kerfuffle. The clank of the large fire door and clack of heels made me freeze. I'll call you back, I said quickly and hung up as his objections started. Now I knew that keeping the phone balanced on the cistern with a loudspeaker was simply not an option. I picked it up and sent a text. Send your instructions via message and I will video call you, but I must stay silent, okay? The reply was almost instantaneous. Fine, I want your tits out and your skirt up over your ass. I want you to finger yourself until you come through your panties, not pulling the crotch to the side. I want to see them all wet. A frisson of lust bolted through me, and I sat up the phone, opening the video app and making sure I was in shot. I dialed, and he answered straight away. He was sitting up at his desk and leaning back in his chair, a salacious smile across his lips. But his expression, I knew he'd been pleasantly surprised by my text. He opened his mouth to speak, and I glared, putting my finger to my lips as noises of the women next to me filtered through the thin laminate wall. He smiled softly in acquiescence and nodded at me to start. I took a big breath and stole myself at what I was about to do. I'd never performed a sex show for Sylvan before, and I was shaking. I checked my breasts were still out and held eye contact with him as I cupped each one, letting it fall before scooping my blouse open to give him full view. I glanced down to make sure my nipples were displayed as I wanted them to be. I swear, actual sparks of electricity jolted and sizzled and shot straight to my cunt. My cunt. Oh, God. It was twitching in anticipation. I knew I'd be slippery. My knickers already in a state Sylvan desired. I held my skirt up over my underwear, making a slow turn to show him my camis the whole way around. He groaned slightly, and I swung back, leaning in and throwing in the biggest warning look I could muster. Okay, he mouthed silently, holding up his hands in apology. I'm sorry. The thought that someone could hear what we were up to terrified and excited me in equal measure. The toilet flushed, and the clattering of the door and taps being turned on signaled the woman's immediate departure. I pretended that there were still others in. I liked this dynamic. I know I could have set the phone to silent, but I was invested in the heightened fear that accidental sound could expose us. I was desperate to pull my pants to the side and shove my fingers in, knuckle deep. My arousal had amped up, and I was ready for anything. Oh, his cock would feel so sweet right now. I've never felt a clitoral-only orgasm might be frustrating, but at this moment, I knew it would be. I needed fingers inside me. I needed cock and to tease me further. Sylvan pushed his chair back to show his erection in full view. He grasped it in his fist and started pumping up and down. So cruel. I lifted one foot up to the toilet and plunged my fingers into my mouth, cupping it hard and moving them rhythmically, hinting at my soaked entrance. We locked gazes, and he shook his head slowly, knowing full well what I wanted 
to do. I pulled my touch back up and rubbed around and around my clit, using the flats of my fingertips to build my pleasure. It didn't take long. My pussy was convulsing and needing to come already, and I didn't hold back as I saw the slack look cross his face. I pressed hard, using both hands to get strong enough purchase, and rubbed back and forth as I watched the pumping of his hand increase to that blur before slowing the climax imminent. I held my breath, trying to keep my eyes open to witness our joint orgasm, and I was there on the brink. My cunt clutched and spasmed under my touch, and I rubbed harder, hanging in that slight pace of panic where a release is so close, you worry it might not come. Just as a random ribbon of white jizz shot from Sylvan's cock, I exploded, my orgasm rocking my pussy and making my legs shake uncontrollably, my heels skating across the floor. I had to jam my body against the corner of the cubicle and lock my arms out against the sides, all to stabilize myself. When I finally composed myself and slowed my breathing, I saw Sylvan laughing at me, biting his fist. I sorted out my clothing and winked before shutting off the call. That was some show you put on, Missy. Sylvan had very saucy look on his face as he poured champagne in two glasses and handed me one. One tries, I said, sighing, feigning stardom. We clinked glasses and giggled together, looking around the lovely hotel room we'd managed to book. A country house, not too far away. It had only taken an hour to get out of the city, but I was still in my damp knickers. Sylvan had insisted. I thought he might have deemed them, uh, demanded them as soon as I walked through the door. But it seems he was teasing himself, too. A frisson of lust coursed through me as we caught each other's gaze over the rim of the glasses. So, what about this fingering? I said, bubbles making my confidence rise. Sylvan was surprised, and he smiled, his eyes lighting up behind his sexy glasses. I always teased him for his cliched writer's look, but he loved it. Your wish, he said, placing his glass down and running his hand straight between my legs to find me absolutely dripping, is my demand. He told me to get on the bed and wait for him with just my camis and a tank t-shirt. I did as I was told and shuddered as I realized what he was doing. I want you to see how fucking sexy you are when you come. He maneuvered the freestanding mirror to the bottom of the bed and tilted it so I could easily see my reflection. Nerves and excitement bubbled into my chest, and I was about to say no when I thought... Fuck it. I'd already put on a live sex show earlier on the phone. I could certainly follow up with a mirror show. His He joined me on the rustic four-poster bed and got me to sit in front of him between his legs. It was a lovely position, and I lay back, lifting my lips to his as we smiled at each other. Sylvan has a very sexy smile, just to note. Sultry yet cheeky, and I can tell instantly when sex is on his mind by the way he smiles, and lust burned hot in this one. 
He began by massaging my breasts through my T-shirt, kneading and playing with them through the soft fabric. The memory of our teenage fumblings buzzed through me. Those rushed freebile explorations, the fear of getting caught having to find private places to touch each other, and yet this wasn't like that at all. We had time. We had space, we had privacy, but something about his words from earlier had me going just like we were about to be caught and chastised. His touch drifted to my waist and then lower, teasing my abdomen as nerves flooded there. His hand lowered to my inner thigh, dragging it open as I placed my hand over his, rolling into him, luxuriating in his strong arms. He massaged my breasts and my body writhed, desperate for him to touch my cunt, but he just kept teasing, pulling my focus back up to my breasts and then my mouth as he kissed me. At last, his fingers rubbed at my aching slit through my panties. He groaned as he felt the wetness there, and I arched my pelvis up, inviting more. He pushed his fingers into my mouth, letting me taste and smell my own musk, getting my fingers good and lubed up to rub my nipple. He knows how to drive me wild, and finally his fingers slid beneath my silky camis, and he rubbed my clit round and round, knowing exactly where to stop as my pleasure mounted. It felt so good, I gasped, about to spread my legs wide, but he decided to pull off my knickers, hooking them round my ankles. Once naked from the waist down, I let my knees fall apart and glanced up to watch him watch what he was doing to me, so hot as he held me in place, playing with my pussy, exposing me. Holding my head in the crook of his arms, he cupped my jaw, anchoring me to him as he reached over to the nightstand and pulled out my vibrator. Oh, I was ready for this. So ready. I might not be able to hold off. He ran the toy down the side of my lips where he knew I loved it most and then dripped into me just for a second. Oh, he is so cruel. It was perfect. He used just the tip at the side of my clit, and then on the hood, then flesh protecting me from the intensity, he opened my petals right up, revealing the beautiful pink there, working the dildo around and around. I started to flutter with my buck hips to meet his rising need. He held me open with two fingers, and I gasped at the spasms grew deep within, and then, with his careful, clever administrations, suddenly... I was almost coming. I'm going to come. Don't stop. And this time he didn't tease. He kept the pressure on my clit and held me fast as my pleasure grew and rose. I bit my lips and concentrated just in case the feeling flipped out of sight. I tried to explain to him that it can require a lot of focus to come, but he doesn't believe me. Don't be so dramatic, he said once. Just let go and come. So I remembered his words and gave up control, allowing my body to take over my mind. The fluttering became convulsing, and heat welled within my core, rising and building. I'd been on the brink most all day, and this was huge. My pussy twitched, and my pelvis tipped up to meet his vibrations, pleasure mounting the whole time. And then I was at the apex. My body went tense, then limp, and then I shuddered to an almighty climb 
climax. It was sensational. Stars flipped and exploded into my very cells and all my synapses fired at once. Sylvan held me tight and cradled me as I rocked with aftershocks. When I was finally done, he pulled up my knickers and rolled me over so he could give my ass a single sharp spank. I giggled. Looked like there would be much more to explore later on that night. I took a quick glimpse at the bottom of the bed. Damn, we'd forgot to watch the mirror. I'd been so caught up in my pleasure, I'd forgotten about it. Oh well, like I said, more to explore later on. Finger me. By Tabitha Rain, spelled R-A-Y-N-E. And let's get up one final close the show out link for tips. Guys, that was the live show. Yes, I know I crushed it. Yes, I know I crushed it because you guys were so lively the first half of it. And then we got towards the smut and you all went very, very quiet. Very, very quiet indeed. Uh Oh, that's the only time Allie must be AFK. There we go. It's the only time it's ever happened. And so I think that you guys had an amazing time tonight. This is the way to show me. This is the way to give me everything you need, baby. If you've got a couple extra buckaroos, that's where you put them. Show me that you appreciate all of the sacrifice I've made, getting my voice this good, coming out and swinging time after time and time again. Thank you guys very much for it. Thank you to each and every last person who came out, each and every last person who had a request. You guys make the live show. I could have gone on for another 30 minutes. I could have gone on for another 45. If you're like hearing that and you're like, oh my God, I'm so disappointed. I could have listened for another 30 or 45 minutes. I know. Come out to a live show. Bring a request. Send them in. You don't even need to send them in to me directly. But I can only read what you guys give me. I only read what you guys are available. That's how I do, baby. If it's not ad lib, it's not for me. I don't feel alive. So I got to do it. I got to read it cold. I really do feel amazing. I hope you can hear it. I also really guys hope you guys were generous because I want a pizza, but I have to have a certain amount of money in the tip jar before I can get one because that's how adulting works. <laughs> Not that you guys won't tip enough for a pizza every week, but that you have to tip us enough that I have to get like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a goal thing. It's a goal situation. So we'll see. I'm very excited. If you didn't come out to the actual live show and you're listening to the recording of this, I did talk pretty much for, I think, about 80 minutes. And I talked about all kinds of stuff. There was a kitty cameo. There was all kinds of personal stuff. I joked. I hung around. I don't always do that, but I did it this week. I wish I had done more of it. I didn't know I was going to be getting through this reading so easy or sound so good as I did it. Didn't Daddy sound so good this week? Yes, he did. And he's just going to keep sounding better and better and better. I think, I think, I hope, I really do. Oh, I do. So I guess this is us ending. This is the end of me trying to seduce you and get your money. So as we close up, as we finish the show, let's just go ahead and do the things at the end that I feel a little bit uncomfortable about doing. Because you guys really enjoy them. So, I 
a nice little soft purr. How about a nice little soft purr? Hopefully that does as much as a big purr. And then you guys get that. He has like the sexy voice. And I'll always do a sexy voice for you at the end if that's what you want. I'll always call you baby girl. My sweet baby girl. If you want me to. Right at the end. And this is how I'm going to try and get you guys to come out to a live show in the future. Absolutely. This voice right in your ear. Mm -hmm. It's begging you. Won't you please come out and support your artist, your favorite artist, baby girl? Won't you please say how proud you are? Won't you please note the growth? It's what keeps the show interesting. It's what keeps it going. It's what keeps it so much fun. <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to be it for the show. Thank you again. Absolutely. Send more requests. Send more requests. I'm just slamming them. I think the last three live shows I've gotten done and had some more energy. So come, keep them coming. Keep them in. Got a patron show next week. Uh, but besides that, we're going to keep them rolling on. Thank you again to everybody. I am going to say uh, goodbye for now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that is going to be the end of the recording. I hope that you come to a live show very, 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 very soon. Because without you, they're going to keep getting stuck here at 90 minutes. And we know we want them to be over two hours. It needs you for it. Won't you do it for daddy? <laughs>